Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. And if you're back for part two of Nadine Baggett, I can assure you that you will not be disappointed. Nadine, who has over 25 years experience as a beauty journalist and no filter, as you will have uh, gathered from her previous appearances on this podcast and part one of this show, answers lots of listener questions. These all came from the closed Facebook group. The link to join that is in the show notes. She talks about what she eats in a day, her approach to nutrition. She talks about her full skincare routine. And this is something that she goes through in fine detail. So what she layers in the morning, how she cleanses, how she layers her skincare at night, how that might change depending on what's happening with her skin. It's fascinating stuff. There are lots and lots of product recommendations in this episode. So please, if you have any questions or want to know anything more about anything that she mentions, it might be worth checking out the show notes on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever it is that you are downloading, streaming this particular episode, as I have put all of the links to everything that she's mentioned in those show notes. So if you want to find out more, just simply click through. If you want to get in touch with the show, and I would be delighted to hear from you, you do know it's one of my favourite things, please do email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com, or you can also get in touch with me via DM on social media, where I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to join that Facebook group, it is closed, but uh, it doesn't take long to get approved. Just follow the link in the show notes wherever you are listening. And if you love this show, if you feel so inclined, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And please do click five stars and maybe even write a couple of words about what you like about the episode because it helps a show like mine get noticed on massive, massive platforms. Speaking of getting noticed... How can you not notice Nadine Baggett with all of her expertise, all of her, um, what should we say, turn, turns of phrases or turns of phrase, however one might say it. She's just pure gold. So here she is for part two of her Emma Gunn Show listener Q&A on The Emma Gunn Show. Right, Michelle would like to know, and this is going to be a two-parter because Catherine's chipped in. Michelle says, what would you tell, what would she tell or advise her 45-year-old self about life and skincare from someone who's just turned it? Um, that you're at your peak. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what you're always saying to you're me. You're always peaking in your mid-40s. Absolutely. And make the most of it. And uh, you're in that phase where you need to start repairing your skin and boosting turnover and your key ingredient will be a retinol at that age. Absolutely. If you've got no problems with your skin, if you've got pigmentation, obviously the, you know, azelaic acid and vitamin C, you need to start using a retinol at that age. Um, and I always say my first standard is the 1% retinol resist from Paula's Choice, the one in the blue tube. I just think it's a really nice formulated product, reasonably priced. It's a light serum. You can put it on at night. Very few people have a bad reaction to it. Interestingly enough, Paula Begon cannot use retinol. She's allergic to it. 
She's one of the few people in the world, which is ironic, isn't it? She's still got like what you would character one would characterise as teenage skin, hasn't she? Though? Yeah, she suffers from really bad acne still. That's yeah. why she's like, there's no such thing as age when it comes to skin. No. Eyes have I very productive I skin. I agree. And a lot of people would say to me, so do you think I should be using retinol when I'm 18? And I say, well, is your skin fine? Then don't risk the irritation because mm. retinol can irritate. However, if you've got acne, then yes. Because all retinol really does is normalise the skin. So if it's slow and sluggish and older, it makes it turn over and behave like a younger skin. If you've got oily skin, it makes it behave a little bit more like a normal skin. If you've got dry skin, it makes it behave a little bit more like an oilier skin. So it basically turns it back to its stasis, which is what you want. Hmm. So it's still the gold standard. Interestingly, also, Michelle, just so you know, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, listeners, in my birthday card for my 40th, which was last year, you wrote, um, the best is yet to come. Yeah, it's true. That was your... I hope you don't write that in everyone's God, I was hot at 47. And Catherine's supplementary question to this is um, this, and also your 25-year-old self, as it's my 25th in a week. Happy birthday, Catherine. For, and she says, besides, besides SPF, what would you recommend for me at 25? Uh, don't sweat the small stuff, you're 25. Mm. I mean, seriously, you know, don't burn yourself, really. And if you've got blue eyes and blonde hair, obviously protect your skin in the sun. But, you know, you're 25. I've said it before, I'll say it again, and i got you've so much... You've had some much, heat for this, though. I've got so I much agree heat with you. for saying this before. But you're 25, you should not be sweating the small stuff. You should be out there living life to the full. You're never going to be 25 again. I mean, it's such a fun time, but you cannot worry about getting wrinkles in 20 years' time. Mm. You can't. Because also, in 20 years' time, if we are living in a world where we're communicating through our eyes, they're just going to laser the hell of that off, or they'll, they'll, they'll have be some magic pill. You've got to live in the moment, 25... You know, if you've got acne, for God's sake, I mean, that's painful and awful, and we can help with that, and there's great skincare out there, and you can get in to see a GP, and we can do something about it. But honestly, if your skin is just healthy and you're a normal 25-year-old, oh my God, put on a white bikini... Because you ain't ever going to look any better than you're looking now in a white bikini. Because even if you're big... Says the woman who looks like a freaking supermodel. It's so firm and gorgeous when you're 25. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at Iskra. We were talking about that the other day. Mm. How old is Iskra? Oh, God. And she calls herself a curvy model. I don't think she's curvy. I think she's just gorgeous. But really, the reason she looks so good is because that's gorgeous, plump, gorgeous collagen keeping those lovely thighs in shape I mean it's just beautiful it's beautiful the thing that made me laugh the other day is we had lunch with our friend who has had a baby recently and he was just before his third th- uh, just before three months birthday yeah. not birthday obviously she was pumping and dumping and drinking champagne um, Georgie Dawson <laughs> so we had and you 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 held Charlie, and the first thing you said, I don't know if you remember I this, pinched was, his cheek and no, went, collagen no, goals. There's no collagen degradation there. Yeah. I mean, when you <laughs> see perfect young skin, you forget mm. how much your skin has aged. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful skin. Right, Kaz says, I'd ask how big a role does nutrition play in helping your skin through menopause in addition to the products you use? Um, I didn't change my diet apart from giving up alcohol when I went through the menopause. Uh, don't forget I'm on BHRT, which is bioidentical hormone, so I take estrogen, testosterone and progesterone. Uh, but at a very, very low level, which probably doesn't affect my skin. Every time I go and see my doctor, my endocrinologist, she goes, oh, you're on such a low level. So I take just enough to stop my hot flushes, fuzzy head, lack of energy, lack of sleep, lack of sex drive, all that sort of stuff. Um, so... Uh, I'm, you know, and I'm like little enough when we've already talked about nutrition, mm. so I haven't really changed it. I take V 
Vitamin B12 as an oral spray because I don't eat red meat uh, and I can have low physical levels but I never have low mental levels. And I also spray vitamin D both from Deluxe and then I take shitloads of probiotics because I suffer from IBS. And I do think probiotics are going to play an important role moving forward in entire body health. I really do. Mental health, physical health, skin mm. health, all that Yeah, sort there of are stuff. some things on the way, actually, yeah. that we both know about. Which yeah. I'm not so sure about topical probiotics, and I've talked about this before. I'm not really sure there is a flora and fauna going on with your skin. We were just talking about the role that bacteria have in, and enzymes have in breaking down oils on the skin and stuff like that. But I still think you can't go wrong by taking... I have kefir every day, a drink, and I take all my probiotics with them. They're on the side to remind me every day I take six mega tablets a day. You and I, I, every now and again, I have the same experience that you had. I, um, I choked on a, a probiotic. Oh, we have <laughs> to tell this story. So I live on my own during the week, and I only see my boyfriend's at the, boyfriend at the weekend. Your boyfriend. <laughs> boyfriend, sorry. And I basically... Every so often, if I have eaten really badly, so I've eaten a family-sized pack of barbecue pop chips, I go, oh, I feel really guilty. I better go have some mega-dose vitamins. And I managed to grab a whole handful. I had like a... One of those huge magnesium vitamin B thing. Mm. So the, the vitamin B always makes me gag slightly because it tastes bleh, horrible, smells horrible in your mouth. But I had one of those mega-dose ones. And I threw them in the back of my throat, cracked open a Pepsi Max. What's the logic in that? See, obviously, that's my guilty pleasure. And I took it back and then it bubbled up in the back of my throat. And honestly, for about a minute and a half, I could only breathe really shallowly through my nose. And I panicked. And even in the depth of panic of thinking, I'm on my own, I don't know how to do a Heimlich maneuver. This was all going through my head. And I was like choking and trying to shallow breathe through the back of my nose. I was thinking, the headlines, the headlines. <laughs> Beauty editor chokes to death on multivitamins horse pills and pepsi max oh the irony and then eventually i threw myself over a sofa mm. and they sort of sputtered up into oh. my mouth um i've got a very strong gag reflex but it, it's even in that moment i was laughing at myself which i think probably says a lot about my mental well attitude. i i drank down um a capsule a powder capsule the other day you know ones that you can just pull apart yeah. and and didn't um, it start to dissolve in the back of your throat so, but it just i thought i i you know when you've got a little bit of drink left yeah you think it's enough so you think it's enough and then I, I walked walked out to go to the gym and the capsule popped back up but not quite properly <laughs> yeah, so that I was, or, that's where these were it was yeah. in that awful half space so I was walking along going because <laughs> <laughs> literally I couldn't control it I just kept going <laughs> <laughs> no because you don't know whether to cough it up or swallow it it's trapped in that I think it goes just epiglottis but it's above that first valve and it's like it's a horrible so I was like swallowing 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 trying like trying to get it down and then just involuntarily just went (laughs) did it pop up in the end it sort of popped up and I had to kind of anyway um sorry TMI um welcome to an evening with Emma and Nadine (laughs) agitating vitamins they probably don't need any yes how to get the most out of a trip to a high-end makeup counter hmm um, get as many samples as you can. Yeah, uh, go on. Okay, so high end and makeup. get a makeup, get okay. a makeover. Yeah, but get high end. Only go to a counter that employs makeup artists. So you yes. only go to Charlotte Tilbury, Mac. Uh, Armani, Mac, Bobby Brown. The rest of them Nars? employ salespeople. Nars. I don't know. 
but you know what? I've never been to a standalone Nars counter. I've only been in, in Space NK, and the the makeup artists in Space NK are all really good, mm-hmm. really good. I had some brilliant makeup um, done by a Nars makeup artist in Space NK, but then they're trained across all the brands. Um, don't go to a counter that sells skincare and beauty and makeup. Those people are just getting a percentage of whatever they sell. Also, look at somebody's makeup. Mm-hmm. If they don't, they don't look like they've got good makeup on, then some of the best makeup artists I work with now are trained up under Mac and mm-hmm. Charlotte Tilbury and Bobby Brown. They're amazing. And each everybody has their own style. Ask for a makeover. If you like the makeover, choose the one product you like that you would buy mm. and buy it, but don't let them strong arm you. And don't let them sell your skincare. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. Very few, I'm sorry, very few counter assistants have the knowledge to sell skincare. So they'd be better off watching your channel. I would like to think that. But <laughs> also, making... also, they would just be smarter just deep diving themselves. It's all out there. Follow formulating chemists, follow dermatologists, see what dermatologists use, see what skin doctors use. You know, keep that back of your mind on going, okay, so what does Tiffany Masterson of Drunk Elephant use? What does Paula, Paula Vagon of Paula's Choice use? Okay, what's their agenda? What are they trying to sell? Mm. So, okay, do I believe in sheet masks? Don't I believe in sheet masks? Do I believe in face wipes? Don't. I mean, Paula Vagon's just launched face wipes. You know, that might get me to rethink face wipes. Do I believe everything Tiffany Masterson says? I don't have a problem with silicon, but I like the ideas of what she's trying to do. You know, curate your feed to feed back intelligent, engaged people who are open to a discussion about skincare that aren't just shut off and just, you know, have their agenda to sell you their one £180 loaded with essential oils magic serum. But makeup, fill your boots. Get it all. Also, the thing about makeup is makeup's just fun. Mm. And But again, don't get into debt for it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they all come from the three or four same factories. And, you know, I love a bit of super drug and boots. Yeah. What's not to love about a bit of super drug and a bit of boots? Right. Aaron says, Aaron or Aaron, uh, just about very, um, just about, I think every other skincare guru has done it. Here is my routine post or video. Nadine has such a different take on skin that I'd like to hear what her full routine looks like AM and PM. So that's 10 likes on that, Nadine. Rather that's been than, very much Rather than uh, product specific, what it is is product type specific. So at the end of the day, I use a rinse off cream cleanser and that's in the vein of Superdrug Vitamin E or Aldi Vitamin E or Your Good Skin. Skin. I absolutely love Your Good Skin Nourishing Hot Cloth Cleanser. And what that is, it comes out, it's unscented, it's in a sort of cream form and what you do is I put it between my hands and I run my hands really quickly under the water which just starts to emulsify and then I rub it into my face and I massage it into my face and I put it all over my face and I always work on the principle that I wear a lot of mascara and liner and tight liner and I work on the principle that by the time it's broken down all of my mascara and my lashes feel like lashes, they don't feel like the mascara on, then it's broken down the rest of my face. Mm-hmm. I then rinse my, mi- rinse my hands off, rinse my microfiber cloth from wherever, Primark, Stroke, you know, Miracle Eraser, Makeup Eraser, under the water, and I wipe it away. And then I turn the cloth over, rinse it again, I wipe it again, and then I splash my face. And if I, at that point, pout, tap, pat my head, face dry with a towel and my towels are white from the white company I would not expect to see any makeup on that a towel speck. a speck on my towel mm. because that will get rid of it all waterproof makeup the lot um, and then I would 
even when my face is slightly damp because I don't rub my face that much, I would then start layering on serum. So at night, probably my first port of call would be a retinol. So something like Paula's Choice or if I'm feeling really brave, Neostrata or Medicaid or something like that. But I will test lots of different ones. And then I will dab my, and in winter I use Retin-A two or three times a week, the prescription strength, I use 0.025. And I've also got that areas of pigmentation, like I've got one on my neck and I dab it on there and I'm beginning to put it on my chest and I do that. And if you put that on slightly damp skin, it will go in really quickly. Like products go much more quickly into slightly damp skin. So if you're gonna be careful with like Retin-A or powerful retinols, let your skin dry first. Like clean your teeth, leave those two minutes, your skin will dry. And you mean damp, not wet? damp skin so as in it, you know you haven't properly dried it you're like you can just so you've rinsed it. it's, got, it's rinsed off you've patted it dry but it's not properly dry right. whatever you put on your skin will go in really quickly mm-hmm. then really quickly and i would probably leave it at that like i don't I've got, so just just the yeah. retinol or yeah. the retinol. and unless i'm flying or i've been in really cold weather I probably wouldn't put a cream on top. Mm. I'd probably layer on... Like, I do love that M&S sleep cream, that nice cinnamon cream. I think it's really lovely. I might layer on after that, maybe, if my skin was feeling dry, Indeed Hydration Booster. Love that. Some sort of milky mm. serum. I do love Triple Lipid Restore from SkinCeuticals. Again, it's just a really lovely, really balanced cholesterol fatty acids, like CeraVe. CeraV, one of those kind of, if my skin was feeling dry, but generally my skin doesn't feel dry at all. Um, and I sleep and that's it and then in the morning I get up and I use a gel cleanser in the morning and I like a slightly acid based rinsed off gel cleanser so one of the Neostrata PHAs or CeraVe hydrating one or fresh soy cleanser I just bought the glycolic from um, Superdrug yeah exactly perfect case in point and if my skin is peeling at that point that cleanser I will then put on so splash your face wet tie your hair back obviously put that cleanser on and if my if it's a acid-based one I then clean my teeth again mm. so you clean your teeth and in those two minutes that just gives that acid a little bit of extra to time to get to work or an enzyme-based cleanser but something like CeraVe or soy fresh mm-hmm. cleanser they're just really lovely and refreshing and then I rinse that off and again when my skin's damp that's when I start to layer in and so the first thing that goes on will be hyaluronic acid always a hyaluronic acid and my ideal one would be some sort of multi-molecular one because if you put single ones on they tend to be quite sticky Anyway, you put your hyaluronic acid first, then go see Ferulic straight on top. Two or so three an drops. antioxidant. So then an antioxidant. It could be Garden of Wisdom if mm-hmm. you're on a budget. Um, and then on top of that, I would then put on a milky hydrating serum. So a third serum goes on top of that because that will break down that stickiness that you mm-hmm. feel because quite a few serums are sticky. They tighten as they dry and I don't like that feeling. So you need a milky one on top and that could be... Vichy, Aqua Mineral, it could be Indeed Hydration Booster, anything that looks milky, because the minute it becomes milky rather than clear, you know it's got a, an, a level of hydrating ingredients, a level of moisturising ingredients. What do you think of it? the Moisture Surge Concentrate by Clinique? I love that, it's got the little yeah, bubbles I, in. Yeah, I love, I love, I mean, basically any of those Clinique ones, but if you were to use, for example, the, the, the jelly, the pink jelly, mm-hmm. any of those ones, or the brand new, um, um, DDML Thank gel you. one. I need to say DDML jelly. Sorry, dramatically they're different moisturising yeah, They're going to be slightly tight. What you'll need to put on is the milky one on top. You'll need to put some sort of milky serum on top of because that. Because the... Or some sort of, you know, milky... You could put a cream on top if you've got drier skin. And then, 
that all those three then layer on so you've got your protection you've got your hydration you've got your second layer of hydration to lock in because when you've got hyaluronic acid in it needs to pull water from somewhere and you don't want it pulling it from your skin you want it pulling it from your hydrating moisturizer mm -hmm. or your hydrating serum and then by the time i've gone up my skin is cool and damp and then it cosmetics cc cream over the top that's your spf spf 50 yeah. Because nine times out of ten in the UK, that's enough. It's good gear. Um, okay, very good, thank you. What's your Desert Island product? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, my cosmetic dermatologist. <laughs> my injectable. What? My, um, oh, got it. Somebody, somebody that basically could do my sort of, you know, Botox laser filler. Um, oh, God, what would it be? Um, probably, home. probably a hyaluronic acid serum or a, it would probably want to be one of those multifunctional hyaluronic acid with a bit of vitamin C in them kind of multi-purpose mm. serum that I could put over my lips, my eyes. That's the thing you see is if you don't have a problem area and I, my eyes are a massive problem area to me. And you know, as I get older, they get more crepey and more baggy and ooh, more indented and all that sort of stuff. But I put my, all my serums all around my eyes as well. Yeah, because that skin there's nothing special about that skin it just can't be overloaded with heavy oils that's but if you're all. using serums you probably can't yeah. overload it you can't and mm -hmm. I put them down on my neck and down on my chest and everywhere on the, people say to me well how are your hands so young and that's because anything that's left over I just put it on the back all of my hands, hands. Um, Lucy Brown has um, agreed with Erin so she's also wanted to know your routine just so that she gets a shout out Siobhan says can I add you on WhatsApp for 24-7 life advice uh, sorry Siobhan but that's my gig <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are only so many people I can life coach, and Emma's quite high maintenance enough. Oh, <laughs> um, I but I am a bit of a life coach to all my friends because if they if they're in the position where they need tough love, that's do that is what I give. And actually, I always think if you are really close to somebody and you know them well enough to be told the truth, it always comes from a position of love. Like I can take the Mickey out of you, but if I hear anybody else doing it, I'll go around and crack them. <laughs> Who's been talking shit about me? Oh, no, I'm joking. Um, Who hasn't? <laughs> I want names. Um, the one thing I would say is that, like as you said earlier, if you do, if somebody DMs you a picture, yeah, I get back. You to get back to them. Um, is it enough to use serums at night, or should you use a moisturiser on top? That's from Sarah. I think you have answered answer that back. already. If your skin's dry, again, you see, I've done this with Sam and Nick. Their skin's really dry. They will need triple lipid straw on top. Mm. You know, there are people that, you know, need creme de la mer on top or whatever really hydrating, occlusive moisturiser that goes on top. Astral. Astral. You know, the, you know, if your skin is dry and you need that, then it needs it. My skin doesn't. And I have to say, I think by giving the, your skin enough serums, you basically begin to retrain your skin oh. not to rely on that feeling because if you have ichthyosis or clinically dry skin you will not have a visible pore on your face you will very rarely get a spot you'll know you'll have that gorgeous skin that is just gorgeous skin but it feels tight however for the 90% of the population they need to stop using heavy moisturizing mm. occlusive creams in the same with lip balms as well because all they're addicted to is the feeling of it the next day they wash off their skin doesn't feel hydrated. That's what you said the first time we did this podcast. You said you are addicted. Because you remember, I don't do it as much, nearly as much anymore. But do you remember I always used to yeah, do the thing with my lips? Yeah. No, you broke you your like, addiction. Yeah. You are addicted. And exactly the same when you like said, right, use these three serums, that's it. Yeah. 
it got me out of the um, the astral addiction and the lip balm addiction. Well, also well. the look on Caroline's face when I told her about astral and pseudochrome. My God, I'm never going to touch that blue pot again. She really did. It, the look, it was a proper raised eyebrow and a. Yeah, I got bollocked that day. Um, Helen asks, what does she find most fulfilling about giving out beauty advice? Oh, seeing the befores and afters. Mm. And having just people DM me the whole time going... You get so many messages, yeah. people saying, you've saved you've my You've saved skin. my life, yeah. You know, and every so often I, I post, I repost them and sometimes I, sometimes I leave the original tag on, I say, can I repost this? And sometimes obviously they want to keep it secret mm. that, that, you know, they've had problem skin and stuff like that. But actually, I've had people go to me, oh, I get so many more followers when you repost me. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, my numbers have gone up. Oh, my God. You're Caroline's amazing. Caroline's just texted. She heard me talking about her. <laughs> she hasn't really. Our, our WhatsApp group. She's just texted her oh. WhatsApp um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, just helping people. Like, because I think they've been fed so much beauty bullshit. Mm. And they just need somebody to take them back to basics and to say to them, you don't need to spend a lot of money to have good skin. You really don't. Mm. Like, if you want to buy the dream and buy a £150 cream... You go for it. You're not going to get any more than you would from a 40 or 50 pound mm. cream. You're really not. However, I did love um, Claire Coleman's piece that she did in the mail about the day saying you simply cannot create good, effective, active skincare like at one or two or three pounds or four pounds or five pounds. You can get a great cleanser, a bog standard moisturizer, a bog standard hyaluronic serum, but the minute you want to have any level of really good level clinical actives, mm. you, the ingredients manufacturer will set you a price and you've got to pay it. Yeah. So if you want a good multi-molecular hyaluronic acid, if you want a good vitamin C, if you want a good stable retinol, it's going to cost. Mm. But it doesn't have to cost hundreds of pounds. You know, I always think I'm comfortable with that sort of 40 to 80 pounds, maybe at a push, you know. If that's going to last three months. Yeah, 120 pounds, we're not so bad. Mm. But, you know, once it gets to loads of money, come on, Yogi. My cats are coming in eating. Erin asks, how would she recommend dealing with skin that is both very oily and dehydrated? Yeah, oily skin is often dehydrated. And the reason it's dehydrated is because one sebum, which is what you're producing too much, isn't necessarily a good waterproofer. And two, the way you treat oily skin is often to strip the shit out of it. Mm. And that's really bad for your skin. But again, I would go back and say, use my routine as your basis. Except instead of using a retinol at night, you need to put yourself some salicylic acid on. Mm. Because salicylic acid is the only acid that is a a legophilic. So basically, it's attracted to oil. All the others attracted to water, which means it goes into your pores and then it cleans out your pores. And then once your skin has balanced out and you've used the salicylic every single night, Paula's Choice, 2% BHA. I like like the Garden of Wisdom one. The Garden of Wisdom one's really nice. But any of these products, you use them two or three nights a week. You know, you can use a hyaluronic acid serum the other night. Don't layer any oils on your face. Don't put any waxes on your face. Don't put any rich moisturizers on your face. And then once your skin is rebalanced, you can start using retinol, which will keep it at bay. There you go. But um, that basic hyaluronic acid, antioxidant, second hyaluronic mm-hmm. acid, rinse cream off, cl- cream of cleanser at night to remove your makeup, gel cleanser in the morning, is for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody at every age, man, woman, child, it doesn't make any difference. That's your basis. And then for the lols, you've then uh, asked a question who on this, she? which is who is she? Um, who Alex- does she think Alexa she is, that should be? Queen. Um, right, Lauren has said, if she was not had not been in this profession, what might she be doing instead? Scientist. Uh, no, because I housewife. wasn't smart enough. I wasn't smart enough. I started doing science at university and, and, and dropped out after a couple of years. I got my degree and I got a science degree. 
but I kind of veered off into sort of psychology and women's studies and film studies and stuff like that. Um, it was Harrison Ford, wasn't it? Yeah. What would I be? Uh, I know what I'd like to be. Go I'd, on. I'd like to be Beyonce. You would be an awesome Beyonce. Except I can't sing. I'd probably, yeah, yeah. And I'm too tall to be a backing dancer. Um, You'd be like the Millie Vanilli Beyonce. We'd get someone else to do I'll do the vocals. You do the moves. I mean, I think I wouldn't mind being a TV presenter. I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Mm. I'd quite like that. I, I still think there's a massive gap in the market for a really great beauty show. Beauty yes. TV does not take beauty seriously at all. It's always throwaway. I know I've created all those throwaway items. I also don't like the way that TV treats beauty, which is always, it doesn't work. Mm. Ha, 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 ha. Let's expose how awful it is. Yes, the beauty industry is not perfect, but it's a multi-billion pound industry and it gives a lot of women a lot of pleasure. They spend billions of pounds on it. It deserves to be treated properly. Why are cars taken seriously and Top Gear? It's fashion. And beauty isn't. I remember morning TV show. And it shouldn't be about makeovers or exposing people when Botox has gone wrong. And I would love to front that TV show. Anybody out there listening? Come on. Speaking to um, somebody who worked in morning TV a little while ago and they just said, fashion sells. If we do a catwalk, we have three models with great figures come on in the latest clothes from the high street. People love it because they buy what What it looks like on that model. You can't make a pot of moisturiser have the same impact. But why is beauty the biggest subject on YouTube? Exactly. It's bollocks. She's just being lazy. <laughs> she needs to work with a proper presenter that knows how to put those items together. Um, Alexa asks um, about nutrition and what you eat on a daily basis and what supplements you take. Um, so I... Um, Pop chips and horse <laughs> tranquilizers. And horse tranquilizers. I, uh, I don't eat breakfast. I've never eaten breakfast. Uh, I'm not an early riser. I'm a late to bed, late up person. Majority of texts I get from you in the morning are half still eight. in bed. Yeah, half eight, quarter <laughs> to nine. I regularly, I'm, I'm always in bed at half eight. I'm rarely out of bed before quarter to nine. But you're a go to bed later. I go to bed after midnight. But you get your eight hours. Yeah, oh, I have to get my eight hours, yeah. So I am, the first thing I do is I get up, I feed the cats. I don't even think about eating at all. But now I've trained myself to have like two or three big glugs of a kefir drink and take my probiotics because they're best on an empty stomach with my kefir. And then I go to work and I don't think about eating and I probably get hungry at about 12. Mm -hmm. And I probably then, if I'm being good, will have a handful of nuts just to kind of keep it at bay. And I'll have almonds and walnuts and cashew nuts and stuff like that. But you, when you say you are probably talking about a maximum of eight or 10. Oh yeah. Yeah, no more than that, eight or ten. Um, and then suddenly I will get this massive hunger at about two o'clock and I'm really hungry. And that's when I will stop and I will eat. And I, because I live on my own during the week, I eat a lot of soups mm. and a lot of ready-made soups. You're what, loving a gazpacho at the but moment. But I love, yeah, I, that, that gazpacho is Seeing amazing. I, um, I, and I always choose tomato-based, whole grain-based, either chicken or vegetable-based soups. And what I will do is I will heat one up and I will get a brown rice and I will heat half of it up, put the brown rice in and create some kind of ready-made high fiber, high tomato, sort of wet risotto Wet thing. risotto. And I'll eat that at about three o'clock and then I go back to work and then I probably will eat again. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And that's when I'll try to have something a bit more healthy and I'll, you know, cook myself something or if my boyfriend's mm. here, I'll cook something. And I do a lot of fish, some chicken. And when I was doing the intermittent fasting thing for 26 Habits, you were like, oh, I think I just do that every yeah, day anyway. anyway. So I finish eating at 10 o'clock at night, probably half, no, probably about nine o'clock at night and I do not eat again until... 12 the next day. 12 o'clock the next day, and I do that every yeah. single day. But I don't suffer from low blood sugar, but I do suffer from low blood pressure. And also, I know how many calories, because I'm, I've got a sh- rotator cuff shoulder injury, so I'm not working out at the moment. I know how many calories I can have a day, and I probably need to keep it around 1,400 without gaining weight. And I keep a mental note of everything. You are calories in, calories out. And, and you've if, said and to if me I'm so gonna many be, times. And if I'm going to be naughty, if I get that mid-afternoon slump, I'll be like a few wine gums mm. or, you know... And then my naughty time is after I've had my supper and I kind of think, oh, I've been really good now. And I'm like, that's when I'm like, all crisps, all pop chips. And that's when I have to be careful when I'm just like slopping on the sofa at night. (laughs) That's when I... And the way I always lose weight is if I keep really busy Mm. and I'm not in the house, I find it much easier. Like when I'm travelling, unless I'm on holiday, obviously, and there's buffet and stuff like that. If I'm travelling for work, I find it quite easy to kind of keep going and not really switch it off. I don't really... I get hungry, but I will only eat when I'm hungry. Mm. Interesting. We've got a few more questions. Oh, and supplements I've done already. Yeah. Um, Lucy asks, what zero low-waste products would she recommend, particularly interested in bars or cleanser, etc., to replace things in bottle and products that are packaged in either metal or glass? Okay, what percentage of plastics, global plastic waste, do you think comes from the beauty industry? Because it's less than 1%. Most of it comes from clothes you buy and uh, packaging for food. So don't beat yourself up about beauty. I would never put a bar of solid cleanser. Mm. I mean, in the shower, maybe, maybe a push, maybe an unscented dove or simple on my face. But I would always use a rinse-off cream cleanser. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but that's me. Yeah, I would worry about my skin and I would be sure to stop buying my fruit and vegetables in any plastic. Mm. I would try and cut down on my waist. I would stop buying throwaway fashion because in my generation we didn't have throwaway fashion. So anybody that goes to Primark every single week and buys cheap toot time and time and time again from any store like that and then thinks they can wear them a few times and buy them again, that is all made in sweat factories Mm -hmm. and it's all sitting in a landfill somewhere. Mm. That's much more important and much more polluting to the environment. In the and if someone industry. says, oh, but hang on, Nadine, you like the Primark microfiber cloth, there's actually a payoff of, yes, but that cloth you use for a long time, it's not like using a disposable oh, wipe no, or... It's hard to argue that a Primark £1.50 uh, microfiber cloth is ecologically friendly. Mm. You can argue you can use less cleanser, which I do with it, but essentially you've got to keep them for years mm. and realise that they are putting particles of plastic into the ocean but again it's nothing compared to 
the rubbish from plastic bottles, mm. from drinking water, drinking straws, all that sort of stuff. That's much more polluting to the world. Oh, this one's interesting. Teen. Uh, Tina, what is it like for, for her to work in an industry that is dominated by 20-somethings? Does she have a plan B on her career? And what was the best career advice she was ever given? My plan B is now. Mm. I'm already living my plan B. I never thought I would have a YouTube channel. I was always <laughs> a jerk. What? You're laughing. You've read something. I would, I've always been a print journalist, and then I was a TV journalist and a magazine journalist. I never thought I would have a YouTube channel. I started my YouTube channel. I was 53. Uh, this is my plan B, and it will keep me going until I retire. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> I was just. She wasn't laughing at my answer. No. She was laughing at the next question. I was looking to see how many more questions we had left, and one's just cropped up, and it's from Caroline Hirons, and she's just written, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> see? She's brilliant. And that's why, if you surround yourself by people like that, you will never become an egomaniac because you always need somebody to come along and prick your yeah, bubble. Yeah. And it's yeah. brilliant. That's what we do with each other. Mm. If someone is at uni now and looking to become a beauty journal, with the industry changing as it is, what would, what would you recommend doing? Five years ago, it was all social media cheapens your image, just intern at major print houses. But now times are changing. Is there still hierarchy, hierarchy within the industry? And that's from Alison. Uh, if you want to become a beauty journalist, start a beauty blog. Mm. That's what Sally says as well. Yeah. Create, start your writing. Own, create your own platform, start writing. The resources are all there for yeah. you and it's cheaper than ever to create an online presence. Absolutely, and you can make it look really good. And if you're good and you've got a unique perspective and you know your stuff and you're smart and you do your research, you will get an audience. But don't even think about trying to go into magazines. No. Uh, Khadija says, whose advice does she follow professionally and personally? What do you do to de-stress? And can she borrow your two gorgeous cats? They are beautiful. Oh, they're so lovely. The answer no, to that is definitely You no. can't have them. They are my loves. Um, that They are my de-stress. Mm. Because I was saying this to you because Emma's desperate to have cats and she, where she lives, she can't have them. And I said, I don't know how you cope because, although that said the other day, I was completely redesigning my website and I uploaded the entire 50,000, 55,000 giveaway mm. with all the TCs and everything and Yogi jumped <gasps> onto my lap, put his foot on the thing, and deleted it. And all. deleted the entire thing, and it was like two hours work. <gasps> and I was sort of holding him in that sort of slightly sort of I don't know what I'm going to Marcella <laughs> with her baby kind of I love you, Yogi, but really, Yogi. Like, and then I had to kind of put him down and type it all back in again. He kept nudging me, going, ew, ew, love me, love me. But honestly, like they'll all I guess in a way they're like silly stupid versions of children but they will always come up nudge you and go this is more important or drop a live mouse into your lap or whatever they're just really lovely to have around because being self-employed you can spend a lot of time on your own it can be really lonely mm. the beauty industry is quite social um yeah but yeah they are my main source of stress release and before I injured my shoulder then I used to do a lot of reformer pilates and my girlfriends and margaritas like yeah. all my girlfriends are in the industry and that's what this industry has given me. It's given me all of these incredibly empowering, funny, successful, amazing women. And I wouldn't be without them for anything. See, that's why when I came to you recently and I said that somebody... that I was speaking to a therapist and they said, but the thing is, Emma, with your life, you don't have real friends. You just have colleagues. And I said, no, these are women that I've become friends with over like yeah. nearly 20 years. These are not work friends. These are... That you don't understand and, and she was like no 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 this is these are not these are not real connections but also she doesn't understand that our industry is 50% social like you mm. know part of our jobs is to go on trips with people and 
you know, share extreme circumstances with people and have dinners with people. So mm. you better make friends in this industry, otherwise they are just colleagues and it's really, really boring. And there are people in this industry who haven't made friends and I'm sure they live a very sad and lonely life. But no, all of, I don't have any friends from, I have one friend from university who I see probably once every three or four years. I don't have any friends from school at all, apart from through Facebook. The people I have bonded with and I have most in common with are people that I've spent the last 20 years yeah. with. And they are real friends. I mean, we go on holiday together. We support each other through thick and thin. And also we have this shorthand where we just get it. You know, we can mention mm-hmm. a certain person or a certain brand or a certain PR and we just go, yeah, right, because mm-hmm. we get it. You know, they're the friends. The people that I've been at launches where they've been talking about ridiculous things and we've just sort of raised an eyebrow and we're like, ah, oh, like-minded person. Mm-hmm. They get it. I was very and they are real. They are real friends. They are absolutely my real friends, and they're my, you know, my like when it was Ride my fifth, when it was my fiftieth. Like I chose everybody that I wanted to take on holiday, and I took them away with me. There were everybody in the industry. Mm. There wasn't anybody that wasn't in the industry. Um, Marie says, "I'd actually like to know more about her background and personal life. What did she study? Which we've covered. It was science, and then you went on to women's studies in film. So yeah, so I went to university to study psychology. I did two years of psychology. So I did stats, maths." science, you know, biochemistry, all that sort of stuff. And then I decided I didn't like it because it obviously at some level involved some level of animal experimentation. So I moved across into social sciences. So I did psychology, politics, sociology, women's studies in the final year, but it does mean I've got a BSc. Then I did a postgraduate diploma in film studies. Because hmm. um, I wanted to be Barry Norman at one point. <gasps> oh, I would love to have a film show. Yeah. I would love to have a film I show. I love Mark Commode, though. He's my favourite. Why have you never told me this? I just think he's brilliant. I saw him in Selfridges once and I wanted to go up and talk to him. You know that I go to a night that he does every month. He is, yeah, but he's got the best taste in movies. Like, if he knew you were seeing too many Marvel movies and Sharknado movies, he'd come up and crack you around the head. Don't watch Sharknado movies. There's a big difference between The Meg and Sharknado. But I think they should do a sequel of The Meg, which is a hybrid which incorporates the theme of Sharknado and they call it... I'm glazing over, listeners. They'll call it It's Raining Meg. No, and then the see. weather girls do the theme tune. No, you see. Lindsay got it. You'll never get those three hours of your life back. Yeah. Um, I love Mark Comet. I listen to his podcast every week. I think he's oh my God, has he got a podcast? Oh my, where have you I been? would really love to do his hair and makeover over though. Oh, you're never going to Because he's the same age as me and I do not have the same haircut that I went to the mud club in 1983, Mark. <laughs> Lose the weird queer. Oh, bless him. Um, what was her original career plan? Um, I always, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left university, but I always wanted to be a journalist. And I think probably I ideally wanted to be a film journalist. And in Mm -hmm. some ways I'm glad I didn't do it because in the same way that I'm incredibly skeptical and cynical about beauty now, I would kind of hate it if I'd seen Beyond the Velvet Rope with films because I can still go to the movies now and be completely, a really good movie will completely transport me. And I think I never get that. You know, I see Sally talks about the buzz of beauty. Mm. I I don't get a buzz from beauty. Mm. Like yes. I've seen Beyond the Velvet, Velvet Robe, most of it I don't believe anyway, and I know what's good and I know what's bad. I still get a buzz from clothes and I still get a massive buzz from film. T.S. Coleridge, The Willing Suspension of Disbelief. Yeah, absolutely. Um, God, I sound like such a nerd then. But you were quite surprised by that. Um, quite a few questions in here from her, from Marie. Did life turn out as she planned regarding marriage and children? Never wanted children, never wanted to get married. Does she have any regrets? Uh, you don't believe in regrets. You don't linger. No, no, and also to be honest, I look back at things. I think I wish I'd been much pushier when I was a te- when I was in TV and I was given opportunities. I wish I'd been much much pushier to to step up, 
do more items, take control over my, my, my items. But I just think I probably wasn't that person. I'm quite a people pleaser. Mm. And I've only got a bit more sort of... With age. Bolshy and yeah. arrogant with age. And I've only learned to stand up to people, you know, probably in the last 15 years. So when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was just so... Like I was a working class girl. I was just so grateful to be doing what I was doing. Mm. Surrounded by posh girls that didn't need to work. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so grateful just to be here. Oh, God, it's bad, isn't it? Um, what's her proudest achievement? Um... Probably where I am now, actually, reinventing myself at these advanced years is, is quite an achievement. My entire career has been one slow, steady arc. Like, mm. my, my career hasn't gone up and down. It's been... I genuinely believe slow and steady wins the race. I yeah. don't believe people that think they're going to become millionaires overnight or anything like that. I just think, yeah, being where I am and having achieved what I've achieved, I'm incredibly proud of my career. Yeah, and that is the end of the listener questions. I honestly thought it was going to be a short podcast. Oh, God, it's been an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, God, you're going to have to do it in two parts. Of course. Um, oh, hang on, another one's cropped up. Amber, your Hello, current favourite top recommendations for crepey dehydrated eyes. She always describes her eyes this way, and they're the bane of my life too. So best eye cream, serums, and concealers that won't dry them out, as I think hers always look great. Uh, they're not. They're a pain in the ass, Amber. I completely get it. Uh, crepey eyes running, crepey baggy eyes running my family. So you can have both at the same time, listeners. Oh, deep joy. Crepey um, baggy. Uh, they run in, I mean, I'm looking at pictures of my dad, my dearly departed dad up here, and that's where I got my face shape and my eyes from. And I completely get it. Uh, I, unless an eye cream, I've got two videos on my YouTube channel and I basically talk about the fact that if an eye, unless an eye cream delivers something that an everyday serum can't, it's not worth it. So um, uh, I would use, I, for example, use my retinol all around my eyes. I don't have sensitive eyes. I use all my serums around when my eyes. When you say all around your eyes, do you mean on your lids as well? Yes, I do, because I don't have sensitive eyes. I probably wouldn't take them right down onto the actual mobile lid, but certainly right up into the socket and right up under the eye, onto where the sort of dark circle is. Um, so I would say take your everyday serums up and around your eyes. And if you layer a couple of hydration HA serums, so a clear hyaluronic acid serum and then a milky hyaluronic acid system under your eyes, and when it is still damp, put your concealer on with, uh, I use that double-ended It Cosmetic brush. So if you use a brush oh, you love and you put brushes. it underneath and buff it in, it will lock the, hy the hyaluronic acid mm. into your skin. And the best under-eye concealers are uh, NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer, mm -hmm. I really like. Amazing. Is that the one in the pot or the tube? No, the pot is for spots and I'm, that looked awful under my eyes, really awful. But a lot of young people like it, but obviously not my age. Um, it's got to be a liquid, uh, amazing concealer, it's absolutely brilliant, it's basically like a slightly opaque foundation, that goes really well under your eyes. I actually, talking now, talking of pot, and you wouldn't believe this, I think Benefit Boing is really good under the eyes, wow. but it is in a pot, and you've got to be careful, because if you start to powder that or bake that, it will dehydrate, mm. but it looks really good on camera or for special occasions or nights out. But my, is that because it's yellow toned? Yeah, but my and it's also it's slightly silicony, so it does slip over the surface of the skin. Huh. It feels like a velvety silicon as well. That's where I think silicons can be amazing. Um, but radiant, Nars radiant, and amazing are kind of my bog standard go-to concealers. They're both really good, and I just think if you blend it when that hyaluronic acid is still damp on your skin. Mm. And if you have got a pot of concealer and you want to use it up, mix it on the back of your hand with your milky hyaluronic acid concealer mm. and then you will create the formulation you need. 
Amazing is very interesting. I was using their primer recently. and You do love a primer, don't you? I just like putting makeup on. So if you're going to give me an extra layer, I'm going to do it. Really? Yeah. Did you hear me the other day going on about I could lose hours with Sam Chapman when I go in and she's, she goes, she always starts her video and she's taking her time and she's waiting for viewers to come on because she does Instagram Live. She goes, I'm just dancing a little of the uh, flawless finish. Um, mixed <laughs> with, yeah, mixed with um, whatever she's using, MAC face and body. And she's just dancing this little brush, this Real Techniques brush around her face. And, she's, and she looks like she's putting nothing on and yet her skin is getting better and better and mm. better. And you're like, that don't work for me. <laughs> Why don't I look like Sam Chapman? You do your makeup that you do every single day, and it took you no oh, it more me. than five minutes. Life's too short to spend too much time putting making up, makeup on. Makeup is not an end for me in itself. I never want anybody to look at me and go, "Nice makeup." I want people to listen to what I'm saying, pay attention to what I'm saying. I mean, somebody once Sally Hughes once said to me, "What's your favorite lipstick?" And I'm going, "I haven't got a favorite lipstick." Like. I don't care about putting lipstick on. I don't, I don't have that emotional resonance with particular makeup items. I just, I very rarely put lipstick on because I'm, I can't be bothered to reapply it. Eyeliner and mascara. Yeah, but you talking. can put those on once. I find lipstick I never reapply I makeup, make even if I carry my makeup with me all day. Mm. Yesterday, I, cre- I um, it was one of the hottest evenings last night. Was and it? I, yeah, and I was all bright. It was really, really muggy. And I was presenting um, an evening, an influencer evening for Ralph Lauren. And I went, put my makeup on at four o'clock, went on, took my makeup with me. Did I reapply it? Had my no. pictures taken all night? No. Just can't be bothered. I can't either. Like, I'm never going to be Sam Chapman. In my next life, I'm going to come back as Sam Chapman mm. or look like Sam Chapman. But I'm never going to be that beautiful, so I'm not going to compete. So I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with the way I look. Lipstick lasts four and a half minutes on me and then it's done. So I just never... You're the liquid liner queen. I know. You know what the next 26 habits is? Well, oh no makeup. Mm. I think that might be a... Good luck with that one. (laughs) Except that you do know she's going to have loads of fake tan, (laughs) face, false lashes. She's going to have those uh, lash... Extensions, extensions put in and I'm, you've already got amazing eyebrows anyway and you've got good skin I mean I have to say under the tutelage of Nadine Baggett your skin is looking better and better and better you don't have that little congestion anymore or anything like that oh at no, all. I'll show you and no you do not need video. Botox and you do not need filler your skin's really good Nadine you look so young for your age thank you you have promised me though that you will tell me you will give me the nudge when the time is right have you met me? No, <laughs> of course I'm. I'm not questioning you. I know that you'll one day I'll come round. You and can't say, even frown and form a line if you try. She looks like she's trying to have a poo now. <laughs> Listeners, she's straining really hard, <laughs> like squinting. I can definitely see it. And I did say to you yesterday, I think I had a picture taken with Courtney Act at Drag World UK. I, I yeah, but Courtney Act is like twelve. No, no, no. I was just looking at my face, so I really had a, a massive moment. At, um, you've watched The Matrix, haven't you? Yeah. So you know how much... Keanu Reeves. You know how much I love drag and drag race yeah. and RuPaul and everything. And What's I, that got to do with The Matrix? I'll tell you. You know, okay, so I went to Drag World with Ciarte because they are working with Courtney Act. And they said, oh, come along on the Sunday and we'll get you in and you can have this product demo with Courtney. And so I didn't really think anything about it because you know what it's like in our week. You've got busy week, then you kind of both of us are doing stuff on Saturdays in terms of the stuff that yeah, we publish on Sunday. Sunday yeah. So 
so I wasn't really thinking about it so I get to drag on and you know there's a scene in and so I'm literally walked in and then I'm at this booth and I see Courtney and I realise that like I'm being introduced to Courtney and you know in the Matrix there's that scene where they're they're all in the Matrix and they realise that the guy who's at the control is going to kill them basically yes, yeah. gonna, and the blonde woman looks at them and goes not like this and as I look and realise that I'm being introduced to Courtney it's sudden, I suddenly realised I love these I love these people too much and in my head I just was like not like this and so I pretended I dropped something <laughs> because I just thought I don't want to be I don't want to meet Courtney Act rush like this it, not like this did you want to go off and do your makeup first? no it wasn't even about that it's just I realised I was going to have a Bieber moment I realised I was going to have a proper Beatles meltdown and go oh my god I love you and that was all I had to give in that moment because I hadn't realised how much like how did we get on this subject? Me, uh, liner? Oh Is yeah, liner? because it was for a liner. I have, genuinely don't know. I'm not wearing, oh no, looking young next to Courtney Act. And in that picture, when I looked at it, I looked at it and I said to you, oh, I can see it now. I look like a 40 year old woman. And you said, maybe, very, maybe under the eyes a little bit, but only a little bit. And I said, would you tell, will you tell me when I need them done? And you were like, of course. Yeah. No, you don't. You look, easily look 10 years younger than you are. It's because you've got Sri Lankan heritage, so you've just got genetically great skin. You just have. Yeah. It's true. On that note, I think I should say a huge thank you for you to coming back and doing your third in a row. You do realise it'll be third or fourth, don't you, if you split it into two? Yeah, I will have to split it into two because this is a long episode. So sorry. Just as well, because we just talked about 26 Habits and the first half will go live before the no makeup, and so I would have ruined the, <laughs> the surprise for anyone who listens to 26 Habits. Um, thank you very much. The link to Nadine will be in the show notes, so that includes her YouTube channel, her Instagram. Um, sorry, you... everybody that likes fast fashion. I feel very guilty about that now. But you feel strongly about it, though. Um, I'm going to sneeze. Say goodbye to the listeners. <laughs> goodbye, listeners. Thank you. She's going to sneeze. <laughs> uh, thank you and good night. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. It was a delight to have Nadine back and I'm sure she will come back for round four in the not-too-distant future. If you've enjoyed the show, please do let me know by emailing me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or maybe even dropping me a G DM, not a GM, dropping me a DM on social media, Instagram and Twitter, where I am at Emma Guns. And again, if you feel so inclined, if you've really enjoyed this episode and never want to miss another one, hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening. And if you have the option, I'd be delighted and so grateful if you could leave five stars and maybe even possibly a couple of words about the show or episode that you've particularly enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. I'm hustling away, getting more incredible guests for you to listen to. So stay well and I will see you on the next one.